When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. episode of BTR Boxing Podcast with your host Sean Bastow, shortly to be joined by Johnston Brown for this episode, the preview for Anthony Yard's challenge of the WBO Light Heavyweight Championship in Russia against the champion Sergei Kovalev. But before we get into the episode, I want you guys to go and check us out on social media at BTR Boxing Pod on Twitter and BTR Boxing Podcast on Facebook. If you've not already subscribed to the podcast, you can do so by checking us out. Firstly, on Apple Podcasts, please go and subscribe to us on there. If you already have subscribed, please leave us a rating and leave us a review because it really does help us get up the podcast ranking charts. It really, really helps what we do. Also, if you're an Android user, you can check us out on any available app, which could be Spreaker Stitcher, Player FM, Spotify, TuneIn, any good podcasting app out there will have BTR Boxing Podcast on there. So go and check us out and subscribe to the feed to get all the latest episodes. So this is it. This is the preview for this weekend's big fight. Anthony Yard, Sergei Kovalev, WBO light heavyweight title on the line. I'm here to make a history for myself, for my boxing fans. Any fighter left in my division who's ready. On August 24th, it's light heavyweight world titleist Sergei Kovalev against undefeated mandatory challenger Anthony Yard. The three-time light heavyweight titleist defends from Russia on ESPN+. Is it going to be the toughest fight of Yard's career so far? For me, there's no pressure. I thought that the only pressure in life in general is the pressure you put on yourself. It's a big journey. Stay tuned. Lions in the camp. 
So, Johnston, this is it. The preview for Anthony Yard's world title challenge against Sergei Kovalev in Russia of all places. This is going to be an entertaining night for fight fans. And first off the bat, really, I want to I want to talk about the fact that it's had very little promotion for this particular fight. I'm very shocked at the lack of promotion this has got uh, across social media and just sort of general internet coverage. I think it's been, I'll be honest, pretty poor. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it hasn't had much exposure, to be fair. Um, not quite sure why, because um, it is a big fight in terms of, you know, we've got a young Brit going over to Russia, of all places, as you said, to try and pick up a win against old Sergey uh, Kovlev, um, who's obviously a big fan, uh, you know, in terms of um, the, the Russians down there. They love him down there. So, um, and I think it's his first fight in Russia for a while as well, if I remember, you know, after most of it's been sort of in and around America. So it's going to be interesting because we don't have the best of records when we travel to these sort of places, whether Russia or Germany, um, Italy, wherever. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised because, you know, we all like a Brit underdog. He's, he, is a, he is an underdog and um, with, with huge potential, he could potentially do it. Who knows? But, I mean, we're going to that, but... Yeah, it's a shame about the promotion side of things. It is, and as always, we will be covering this off in the same fashion for our Big Fight preview episodes. We will touch on the careers of both men leading up to this particular fight. We will talk about the breakdown of how we think this fight is going to go, keys to victory and ultimately our predictions of how we think this fight will go down on the night as well. So let's get into the episode and talk about the careers of both men and I think we're going to have to start with Anthony Yard first because I don't feel like Anthony Yard has achieved a lot as such in his professional career and I think there'll be a lot of people that'll probably echo that sentiment when I'm saying it because I know a lot of people want to see Anthony Yard do very very well in his career but as as per my feelings on it I don't feel he's had enough experience at the world level yet I don't feel he's, he's been in with the world level gatekeepers of the light heavyweight division and this is something that I'm going to touch on you know when we talk about the sort of keys to victory and, and breaking down the particular fight in question so Anthony Yard's career has, has been a fruitful one for him, of course. You know, he's 18-0, undefeated in 18 fights, with 17 coming by way of knockout. So on paper, it looks like a fantastic record, a brilliant record. But I must stress that there hasn't really been a lot of world-level gatekeepers in the lead-up to this particular fight, which is a worrying factor for for a lot of people, including myself, as to how he will step up on the night against a guy as accomplished and proven as Sergei Kovalev. Absolutely, mate. I'm with you. His record um, doesn't really show any big names in there whatsoever. Um, There's plenty of light heavyweights he could have have fought. Um, He he just, I don't know, it just didn't materialise. He seemed to be quite happy to sort of, to go down the... uh, WBO ranking route. This seems to just fight these sort of guys that I've never really heard of um, that didn't really have great records. Okay, I think and when you actually look into their records and you sort of look at who they've fought, um, no names again really jump out just apart from the fact that, you know, they've, they've never been down or, you know, and, and they've never been knocked out and then he, he's gone and got rid of them. So, you know, in that sense, I suppose, yeah, he's done a, he's done his apprenticeship. But from that point, as you say, there's no one there. This isn't, it, it seems on one sort of a bit surreal that they've jumped him in with someone like Kovlev. Obviously, you know, Frank Warren's openly said he sees chinks in Kovlev's armour, so that's why he's taken uh, this fight as sort of this early. I mean, 
saying 80 28, as you say, 80 fights, 70 knockouts. I mean, he's a good accomplishment, don't get me wrong, you know, he's knocking guys out, which is great. Um, but the trouble is, he hasn't been really chin checked, has he? He's not been gut checked, chin checked. He's what happens when, when Cobbler hits him with that right hand? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not impressed. Up. There isn't anyone that stands out on that resume that makes you think that I can actually make a, a case for him to win this fight. But, you know, yeah, I, I'm not really impressed with his resume at all, to be honest with you. It's very difficult, isn't it, to kind of make a case for, for Anthony Yard uh, based on what you've sort of seen so far in his career. The names is the most difficult factor in it. I mean, Tony Avalanche, the victory over Tony Avalanche in particular was probably the, the, the best one on his resume in terms of a name because of the fact that Tony Avalon has had some great fighters on his resume that he's been in the ring with yes he lost to guys like Jurgen Bremer and Edward Gutchinek he lost to these guys but he shared the ring with guys of this of this name and this stature who were well known and this is the type of thing you would expect to be on the record of Anthony Yard leading up to the biggest fight of his career and we just simply haven't seen it so whilst it might feel on the outset that we're kind of trashing his career a little bit we're not we're just pointing out that actually when you look through the resume of Anthony Yard really uh, you know in most people's eyes he hasn't had that uh, apprenticeship that he needs at world level I think he's had a great apprenticeship today leading up to the domestic level but yet, as you say, he's gone down the WBO route and, you know, the one that Frank Warren loves to send his fighters down in the past with the guys like Calzagan and Calzaghi and Hatton and people of that nature have always been going down the WBO route and picking up titles like that. But he hasn't really even fought any of the best domestic fighters we've got to offer. And that's for me, is concerning going into a big fight. You look domestically at who's around at the moment in the light heavyweight division. It was fights that should have been proposed with Hosea Burton. You've got Callum Johnson, Joshua Buatzi even, that was a fight that was spoke about a few months ago, where people were even saying Joshua Buatzi had beat Yard at this point in the careers, so you know, these are fights that he's not even been involved with yet, so it's like he's skipped a step in his apprenticeship to go to the world level, and he's skipped domestic level and he's jumped straight into this level because they believe him and his camp and his trainer, Tunde Ajayi think that they are going to be able to go straight in and beat a guy like Kovalev, they obviously feel that they got Kovalev at the right time of his career where his form as of late has been a bit inconsistent in the ring and he's had issues outside of the ring and maybe they feel this is the time to capitalise on him so I look at the world rankings and I look at guys who spring out to my mind where I think even if he would have faced guys like Isaac Chalemba or Caro Mora, mm. guys of that that name and that nature, even Sullivan Barrera, you know, former world champions or guys that have been in with world champions and are consistently there till the death, really, until the end of the fight and can give him rounds and give him chin checks and gut checks, as you were saying. But he's had none of that. And that just genuinely sort of concerned me in terms of his level of experience going in with a guy like Sergei Kovalev, who we'll now speak about in, in his perspective and, and look at what we've got of Kovalev. And first off the bat for me, Kovalev, when was the first time I seen him? I seen him when he came over uh, and decimated Nathan Clevel. That was actually the first time I'd seen Sergei Kovalev uh, as a fighter in his professional career. And boy, was I impressed when he came over and destroyed Nathan Clevel. Oh, same here, mate. Um, I knew, obviously, I was going to watch Nathan. We'll, we'll uh, obviously, Nathan and uh, Tony Bellew, um, was sort of both light heavyweights. So we, you know, I remember their domestic tail. And obviously, um, 
Nathan uh, went on to work, you know, he held the world top for quite a while. And then, um, obviously, um, everyone was talking about Kovalev. Obviously, we knew he was a, a heavy punching Russian, which, you know, most of them are. Um, they don't, they've got bricks in their hands, and they're them guys. Um, so, you know, you sort of hear that you don't really quite know who you Sometimes we have plenty of Russians that come over with padded records. So, you weren't too sure what he was going to bring, and he absolutely destroyed Nathan Cleverley. And I was like, wow, this guy's unbelievable. And then from that point, he just never looked back. He just went, went through, didn't he? I mean, he, you know, he beat Bernard Hopkins. He'd done uh, Gene Pascal. Um, and then on to, like, you know, Gene Pascal. I mean, we're just speaking about, yeah, that's the sort of fight he could be having. He's just, he just won recently, Gene, isn't he? So... I mean, Isaac Chamberlain, um, Ch- Chamberlain as well. Um, and then obviously did, did, moved on to the Andre Wall fights when it all t- went off and derailed for Cobbler. But beautiful, you know, in terms of his destruction and he was just literally just breaking fighters down and just smashing them to pieces. It was just it was a joy to watch, really, and he was a monster. And I think that's where we move into the Andre Ward fights then because obviously this is where Andre Ward, as skillful and as a quality of fighter as he was, decided to make the move up after cleaning up in the super middleweight division, moves up to light heavyweight and faces off, obviously, against Sergei Kovalev, this destructive puncher, this guy who was, you know, stopping everybody and this guy who was really pushing everybody to the limits. And then there was obviously Andre Ward, one of the most naturally skillful fighters, you know, we've ever seen in the higher weight categories. And for him to go in there in that fight and the first fight was actually a really, really good fight because I think it was the first time Ward had been, been dropped in his career when Kovalev had caught him early in that particular fight so you're thinking to yourself you know this is the this is the real deal Kovalev is going to go on to be a guy like Andre Ward who's a phenomenal talent but it was a very very close fight in the first fight and some may argue Kovalev should have won that fight personally I did see Andre Ward just about scraping the the victory on the cards there but it was a very very good close fight and you know quite rightly so Kovalev and his team felt like they needed that rematch because they felt like they'd been hard done to in that first fight but it was very very close and a really enjoyable first fight between them two yeah it was um, I, I really couldn't pick them at the time I remember watching all the build up to the fight and I was I was really uh, you know I wasn't sure whether Andre Ward's going to stand up to the power of Kovalev um, and I don't know, like Kovalev although he was very powerful he has got a good jab on him as well so I, I, wasn't, I wasn't worried for Ward at all I mean Ward as you say he's a fantastic fighter um, he's a bit of a spoiler as well a bit like sometimes he does remind me of Hopkins the way sometimes he spoils someone's flow but um, yeah I mean, I, 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 you put him down so I think it's like the first or second round it was a bit of a flash up down to be fair and I thought all rides on the ball yeah, I think I think uh, Ward could go down again and I think this could be on points for Kovalev I think at the time I was a bit it was very close I, I, I couldn't really go either way I think I flipped him sat on the fence for a draw in the end and then um, I see loads of people kicking off with Kovalev not winning that fight I think Kovalev probably deserved to win it or it should be a draw um, I suppose it could have it could have gone either way that one it was a really good fight and then obviously the second one after what Kovalev sort of he felt are done by and rightly so I thought in the rematch then we're going to really see Kovalev I mean he was talking himself up was he going to say he had to destroy him this time and, and, and he was dreadful um, he was one of the worst performances I've ever seen from Kovalev and I was shocked when Andre Ward stopped him and not many people picked that but the only one person I remember that actually picked 
that um, they reckon Wolves was going to stop Kovlev was Johnny Nelson. Everyone sort of laughed at him, thought he must be mad. But um, he did, um, and I thought it was a really strange and bizarre performance from Kovlev. But then, obviously, he, he had a couple of uh, victories against the other Russians, didn't he, before obviously losing to Alvarez as well, which was another stinker for him. He got absolutely pulverised in that first fight. Yeah, I love the uh, I love his comeback opponent for, from Andre Ward. <laughs> uh, I can't even pronounce his first name, but his surname no. just, just reminded me of a, a very well-established 90s sort of... I wouldn't call him rap artist, but I'd call him a one-hit wonder. So, Shabaransky. It just reminds me of uh, Shabaranks and, and Mr. Loverman. That's just kind of the first thing that springs to mind when I see that name on the record. But just going back to that second Ward fight, yeah, he looked terrible. <laughs> He looked absolutely terrible in that second ward fight. He's like he was very frustrated. Uh, he couldn't he couldn't get to Ward like he wanted to get to Ward from the first fight. Like he got to him in the first fight, and then as a result of that, his frustration started to play out a little bit more. And it was easier for Ward to to telegraph everything that was happening in the fight because Kovalev was wearing his heart on his sleeve. Frustration was kicking in. He was getting caught with shots he wouldn't normally have got caught with previously in the first fight. And as a result of that, obviously. He ended up getting stopped in this fight. Frustration. I think he kind of he knew he was getting beat. It was. It wasn't like he wanted to quit the fight, but it kind of felt like he knew he was really struggling. And there was no way he was going to be able to put a dint in Andre Ward. And eventually, obviously, Ward went in to to, to stop. Kovalev and get the victory and as you rightly pointed out he came back with a couple of victories uh, with, over Mr. Obviously Shabaranks uh, and then he got the victory <laughs> over Igar Mikhalkin and then it, it makes you feel like yeah he's ready to come back, he's ready to, to put his stamp back on the light heavyweight division and then he bumps into 23-0 undefeated Elia Alvarez who at this point I remember doing the preview episode for when this fight came about and people didn't know Alvarez at this point but when we were talking about the fight with Alvarez, you had to look at his record in the lead-up to the fight with Kovalev. The two fighters he'd both beat before Kovalev was Lucien Boutte and Jean Pascal, again, who we've said who's just had a great win quite recently. So he'd had a decent apprenticeship at world level before he fought Kovalev, and he, like you say, he pulverised Kovalev. But there were a lot of rumours going on outside of the ring uh, prior to the first Alvarez fight that Kovalev was actually drinking quite heavily and he wasn't really training as well as he should be and all this didn't really come out until that dreadful performance against Alvarez but the rumours turned out to be actually quite true that he, you know, he wasn't really preparing correctly he was, he was out on the piss all the time and obviously when you're doing that in between camps it's, it's really not going to help you when you're in the lead up to another camp so you know, he kind of set, set the sort of scene really for that loss to Alvarez but... Then earlier this year, in February, he beats Alvarez in the rematch via unanimous decision and looks like the Kovalev pre-Andre Ward. It looks like the same Kovalev that we seen three years ago when he was destructive, when he was dominant, when he was the guy that people were fearing and nobody wanted to be in the ring with. And he looks that same Kovalev and people now are starting to believe that maybe he has got something left to give and you know I, I do genuinely believe he's coming to, to the latter end of his career and I do believe this could be the time for Anthony Yard to capitalise on this however if there is I would say a quarter of what Kovalev had left in the tank Anthony Yard's going to be in for a difficult night. Definitely um, I mean I like the fact that how, how much better he was in the second fight against Alvarez um I mean, he, 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 he sort of, he, he style, uh, sorry, slightly. Um, 
where you know he was his work behind the jab really, but he wasn't too eager to just throw the right hand and, and just get rid of his opponent. He was he was he was he was actually I must have learned something. He must have sat down and watched those ward videos and just thought, you know, I've got to adapt, I've got to change something. And as I said, as I mentioned earlier, you know, he's got a good jab. He's very long arm. He's got a straight long green jab, and he can keep up an opponent away from him. But he's, he's not. He's actually quite. You know, he moves around the ring pretty well. He, he, you know, he can just he can just set up that right hand for fun if he really wants. Um, I mean, I think I don't think he wants to be a boring fighter. I don't think he wants to be. He just needs to fight on the other side a little bit. Just control center and keep them away from you, and then you can attack as they step into them. And I think he sort of against Alvarez. There was one. There was a couple of rounds where he looked like he might get sort of caught again. Um, which which maybe maybe the punch resistant again with Kovalev maybe, maybe that could be a factor um, maybe it was the beginning of that, that second fight against Ward and, and then Alvarez just pulverised him in that first fight but then he's adapted as I say in that second fight so maybe there is something there what obviously the yard camp are looking at and they, they obviously feel like they can exploit it but I don't know I thought that was a very polished performance from Kovalev against a very good fighter in Alvarez so that for me would make me think oh maybe maybe he's still got something left Um and is it Buddy McGirt that's gone into his co- that is uh, now his coach at the moment and trainer? Is that right? Am I, am I thinking it's someone else? I think you're right. I think Buddy McGirt is who is training him at the moment. I think he who... came in. Yeah, I think he came in. He's sort of he's 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 a, he's, he's a good trainer. And if if I am right, I mean, I've literally that's just come from top of my head as I'm talking. I'm sure he is. Um, and and obviously whoever whoever he is, I'm sure it's Buddy McGirt that he he's managed to to just to just help Kovlev be a bit more patient. And I think that could be dangerous for Yard. I mean, I mean we'll move on to predictions and obviously yeah, we think they're going to win the fights. But for me, I don't know. I think there's still something left in Kovlev. And fighting in Russia, he's got something even more to prove on, on home soil. Uh, I, I like what I saw in Kovalev's last fight. Um, I saw the comments by Yard and his coach. I don't really have no comment on that. They can feel the way they feel. God bless them. Uh, I've been hearing that stuff throughout the course of my career. Um, but that, that Kovalev fight is going to be harder than what they realize, you know. At the highest level, it don't matter how good you do mid-work, it don't matter how big your muscles are, you're going to have to show that you can fight. You're going to have to show that you can take it, show that you can dish it out, show you got the conditioning, show you got the IQ. Your team, your coaches, they got to show that they can perform under pressure too because they're going to be under pressure. I see Kovalev winning and maybe stopping he definitely has got something more to prove on home soil. I think he's going in there in front of all, all his home fans. And, I mean, let's not get too political on it, but obviously Russia's one of them places where some parts of Russia are really living still in the dark ages in terms of, you know, their opinions on, on race and religion. And yeah. as a result of that, you know, people were going, <gasps> you know, we heard him going, taking them big deep breaths when you're thinking there's a black man going over to Russia to fight for the world title in, in some of the areas of Russia. Russia, you know, people can't stand people of different ethnicity. So, you know, people were actually, you know, worried for, for the well-being and welfare of Yard and his team going over there. But actually, it doesn't seem to be as bad as what maybe people are making it out to be. Obviously, they're already over there now and they're already set, they set themselves up ready for the big fight. So, it doesn't seem to have been too much of an issue. But it was something people were talking about and it's not an issue they could avoid, really, given sort of 
parts of Russia's past and, and some parts of Russia that are still kind of extreme on situations like that. So obviously it was a difficulty. Was he going to go over to Russia and, and fight him? And people were saying that this fight's never going to happen. It's going to fall through at the last minute. And, you know, we're here, we're in fight week and it's happening and we're going to get to see it. And let's move into the sort of breakdown keys to victory section of the episode and, and talk about both fighters and how we think they could possibly win this fight before giving our ultimate predictions on it. So, starting with Yard then, of course, you know, with him not having that experience, world level, what he's had so far, do we believe he's got the boxing ability to go in there and out-hustle a guy like Kovalev? Well... I'm going to be I'm going to be objective on it and I'm not going to be overly critical about what I believe about his resume. I do genuinely believe looking at what I've seen of him in the ring and the fights that he has been involved with, he has certainly got the potential to go in there and, and upset the apple cart and beat Sergey Kovalev and I think to do that he's got to put pressure on from the off. I think Kovalev has always been the one that's put the pressure on the fighters. He's always been known as the pressure fighter, but I think when he's got a guy like Anthony Yard who's He's going to be, you know, slightly quicker than him. Of course he is. He's going to be quicker. He's going to be able to get in and out of the pocket quite quick. And I think if he gets in there and he out-hustles him on the inside and gets out and frustrates Kovalev, then I think he's going to make the fight a little bit easier for himself to win. And I think, for me, looking at a key to victory, I think I'd want to see him go in there and I'd want to see him take charge of centre ring and I'd want to see him take command of centre ring and not give Kovalev too much respect Obviously, they've got to respect his punching power. Of course they have. But they don't want to respect too much about him as a fighter, giving him too too much room to work. And if they, they, they sort of smother his work and negate his work and they get on the inside and they rough him up on the inside, then, of course, he's going to get frustrated. We've already seen evidence of it in the Andre Ward fight. We've seen that he can be frustrated. We've seen what happens to Kovalev's mentality when the going gets tough. So if Anthony Yard can go in there, rough him up a little bit, get on the inside, throw some body shots in work, Work, work his way out again uh, and, and get some big shots off, then I think, actually, we're going to see a really interesting fight because, like we've said about Anthony Yard's record, 17 of his 18 wins have been by stoppage. So we do know he can punch. We just haven't seen it at the highest level yet. But I'm not being funny. If, he, if he's been able to hurt a lot of his opponents he's been in the ring with, and most recently some of them have fought brilliant fighters in their own right I think he's genuinely got some punching power I mean I've never been on the pads with a guy I've never shared the ring with a guy I could never ultimately speak about his power in that sense but judging of what we've seen so far actually he could prove very difficult for Kovalev on the night if he employs tactics that are actually going to frustrate Kovalev and I think I'm, I'm pretty sure they will I'm pretty sure that's going to be the game plan I can't see them going there to go and try and outbox Sergey Kovalev just wanted to take a quick moment out of the podcast episode just to talk about our sponsors for the podcast it's Bear Attack Boxing providing you with high quality boxing gloves equipment t-shirts wraps the lot they've got it you get in contact with them at www.bearattackboxing.co.uk and you'll be able to find all that quality gear that's on their website. If you've not already followed them on social media, you can do so by going on to social media, Facebook, Instagram or Twitter and typing in Bear Attack Boxing. You'll find their pages. Go and follow them for all the latest sales from all the latest goods that are coming out. And as loyal listeners to the podcast, you are entitled to a discount. 
At the checkout, in the promo code section, you can enter BTR10 for a 10% discount off your basket. And that means you're going to be saving 2, 3, 4, 5, maybe 6, maybe 7, even anything up to £10, dependent upon how much you spend with Bear Attack Boxing. So please go and check them out. If you've not already purchased any items from them, go and do it because they are high quality boxing gloves and boxing equipment well worth the price well worth going out there and purchasing to get yourself into training go and check them out bearattackboxing.co.uk I'm with you I can't see them trying if if they go to try and outbox Kovlev um, not only will I I believe Kovlev is the better boxer um, I think he he showed that in the last fight I think he showed that for his his whole career as I say he did have the tendency to want to just blast people away but Kovlev for me he can box well and he's proved that in his last fight against Alvarez he's also a dangerous puncher. He was also a bit like a yard, if you like, with Alvarez. You know, undefeated. But, you know, you, what, what, what yard needs to be looking at is that first Alvarez fight. Well, when Alvarez caught him, he hurt him. Uh, and then he was brilliant in the finish. He put him down loads of times. I, can't remember, I think it was about three times he put him down. Um, and, and he just literally just didn't ease off of him and didn't give Kovlev time to breathe. So you, that is what you just said, Sean. This is exactly and precisely what yard's got to be looking to do. As soon as he sees an opening, he's going to have to try and, and go on the, on the incentive and really push Kovlev because he ain't got to like it. We see it against Ward. You know, with a home crowd behind him, sometimes it can be a hindrance if the fight goes on a little bit longer than what people are expecting because, you know, when it goes sort of past six, seven rounds, you know, the crowd, and it, it maybe it's not been as entertaining, the crowd's not really... I don't know, it's a difficult one, whether he feels the pressure or... I mean, watching Russian fights in Russia and Germany, they are quite muted. They're not like the English crowd, if you like, or even the Americans. They're just they're very muted and just sort of, they're quite happy to sit there watching the fight. But they will cheer every time Kovlev lands. So, you know, Yard's got to be, this is, this is, it's not just a matter of he's fighting a guy with the, with, with, with the skill and the ability of Kovlev. You know, whether he's, he may be on the slide, you know, at 36 years old, but he's also going to have to deal with it. He's in another, he's in another part of the world. He's in Russia. He's in the far east of Russia, you know, and, and the crowd are going to want, you know, Kovlev to win, obviously. And, you know, you don't want to be, you don't, you don't want to talk about corruptness, but unfortunately, if it goes 12 rounds, even if Yard batters Kovlev for 12 rounds, I still can't see him getting, getting the win. So, He's going to have to stop him. I honestly believe that. If he, if he stops him, obviously, that's the only way he can win this fight. If he takes his 12 rounds and, and, he, and he allows Kovlev to just work off that jab and throw them right hand, it's going to, it's going to be interesting. And, and we don't know. I mean, again, I mean, he fought a few decent fighters on there. Yeah, you can see a couple of names. But again, I mean, he should be fighting a guy like Alvarez or like, a, you know, or Pascal. So that's really where I would expect Yard to be going next if he's not going to go domestic. But I mean, end of the day, he's jumping in. He's going, you've got to give him credit. He's going to Russia. So, you know, I hope he wins. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm going to support our lads all day long. I just, I'm just not convinced of it. And I just think if, if he allows Kovlev to work behind that jab and then just throw them right hands, which he may be a little bit successful susceptible to with because uh, he likes to throw the left hooks and he throws it in quite low I, I don't know I could I could see Kovlev getting him um, but we'll see I mean I, I hope Yard can get in close and, and disrupt Kovlev and put him away and win him 
win by knockout. I really do. Well, Kovalev, you've kind of sort of said what I feel is the right strategies to employ for Kovalev. He's got to work behind that jab. He's got to keep the fight where he wants the fight to be. He wants to keep it at his pace. If Kovalev keeps it at a slower pace and not a frantic pace, then I think Kovalev's going to be able to outbox Anthony Yard. I, I do genuinely believe that. And when I come into the predictions in a few moments, you'll understand why I'm saying that and why I'm saying what I'm talking about now when I go to keys to victory for both men because I believe Kovalev has obviously ultimately got that experience over Yard, which I don't believe he has got at the world level to be able to adapt and we haven't seen it from him. Uh, we can only make assumptions based on what we know so far. And I haven't seen enough from Anthony Yard to know whether he's going to be able to adapt to Sergei Kovalev's style. If Sergei Kovalev has a game, you know, a, a game plan, and he has a plan A and a plan B, and he has a backup plan in case Yard comes in with something slightly different than what we're not expecting, then I think Kovalev and his team are good enough to to be able to adapt to the fight and make it the fight they want. It, they want to make it basically, and let's not forget the power in both hands. You know, we know he can hurt people, and we've not seen a chin check yet from Anthony Yard. We've not seen him had to go into the trenches yet. We've not seen any of that from him, and that's where people's questions are arising from. And that's why people are saying on social media that although they'd like Anthony Yard to win this fight with him being British and him taking this step up, a lot of people think Kovalev's experience, his punching power, his ring craftsmanship, and the fact fact that he's got a world-class trainer in his corner is going to be ultimately the deciding factors of how Kovalev will end up winning this fight but I love the mentality of Anthony Yard and his team I love the fact that they don't care what people are saying about him or what people are saying about how this fight's going to go down they are believing that they can go in there and do a number so Kovalev's keys to victory is going to be to to command the, the actual ring command it take the front foot from the off land some punishing shots in the early rounds to show his dominance on Anthony Yard if he does that and gets the respect of Yard then as you said you know Yard's going to get outboxed all night and if he gives him too much respect that's where we're probably going to see Kovalev put his foot on the pedal uh, and move through the gears to get to that world elite level class that he's been at for the past few years so in terms of predictions then the final sort of segment to our preview episode for this big fight we'll give our predictions and starting with you Johnston what do you believe you want to happen against what is actually going to happen? Well, um, you know, I want Yard to win the fight, absolutely. Um, I would love him to go over there and beat Kovlev in Russia. I think that would be a brilliant statement from him and his team. And obviously, is it a journey of two days? His trainer, um, obviously, quite outspoken, the fellow, isn't he? he has his, uh, he's got his theories and he sticks by them, whether people agree with him or not um, and Kovalev obviously we all know Kovalev what, what he's about I mean he's only fought I was just having a look and he hasn't I think he's fought once in Russia, in Russia I thought Isaac sort of in 2016 was the last time he fought in Russia um, which was quite recent but um, do you know what I, I, the other thing there's a few things that worry me for, 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 for Yard um, the fact that he hasn't been any further than seven rounds I think that's that's a problem um, and if it, I'm in, in my head I'm thinking Kovalev would be quite happy to, to take him into those trenches into those those championship rounds and see exactly what he's got I think the other thing is Yard he had, even in the seven rounds the two seven rounds he had he, you know he was in complete control he's never had anyone 
really dominate a round against him, which again is, is, is just alarm bells ringing in my head all the time here. Um, and, you know, and the fact that I heard today that in terms of sparring, um, it just doesn't spar. It does spar, but it's not as ferocious as, as what we expect with other fighters. You know, he doesn't really have competitive sparring because Tunde doesn't believe that that's what he needs. Now, OK, I mean, I look, I've been really looking at Joe Calzaghe recently. I know Joe Calzaghe didn't always spar a lot, but he had problems with his hands. And when he did spar, they were hard spars. Um, I mean, there's other situations with, with High and Howard and Booth works, for instance. He doesn't always uh, use sparring. But for me, I don't know. I just, there's so many alarm bells that, for that, I just don't think Yard is going to have enough. I think he's going to struggle. I don't unless he gets rid of Kovalev early, which is possible. It is possible because, as we as we mentioned before, Kovalev may his punch resistance may may start to deteriorate at the moment because obviously Alvarez has proved that he could you can get rid of him in seven rounds. If Yard doesn't get him done in seven rounds, Kovalev wins this fight either by a knockout or he wins it on points. And if it goes to twelve, Kovalev's won this fight. I don't care how well. How hard Yard works, he will not get a win in Russia. Now, I don't mean to be bad and sort of say that this is completely corrupt, but come on, he needs to win these rounds clearly. He has to win clear rounds. He can't have an even round because it will go Kovlev's way. So for me, I'm going to go Kovlev and I'm going to go late because I think he's going to break Yard's heart. So I'm going to go Kovlev late sort of 10 rounds 10 to 12 well i'm going to go the opposite way and i'm going to make it an interesting week for us on the prediction segment because i (laughs) think no matter what i've said in this episode and it might go against the grain of what i've said but i feel i've just given advice that is is there to be given i feel i've given the listeners an insight into the career of anthony yard and how i feel his apprenticeship has gone and how i feel what he, you know what he should have done leading up to this fight however with that in mind i still do believe that he he's got the potential to go in there and upset the apple car against Sergei Kovalev. I do believe Sergei Kovalev is has been inconsistent in the past couple of years. Yes, his last performance looked brilliant, but I don't believe he has got that heart and desire as much as he once did. And I think if Anthony Yard goes in there, frustrates him, I can genuinely see him getting a late stoppage in this fight, which is what my prediction is for the fight. I think Yard will stop in between rounds 9 and 12. I think it'll be a a, a fight in which they're going to work each other out in the first couple of rounds. I can see a a, a mid sort of between rounds 5 and 8. I can see it being a pretty tight close-knit affair with you know shots landed on both sides and I can even see Anthony Yard getting put down in his career but getting back up and then putting the pressure back on and I can see him stopping him. I really can and I don't know ultimately why I believe that but I just have this sort of feeling that you know Anthony Yard uh, has, has not shown us what he's made of yet and I think this genuinely could be the night where he does show the world what he's actually made of and everything that we spoke about and everything I've mentioned in the episode about the lack of world level opposition on his resume will get put to bed if he goes in there and beats Kovalev and I think if he does do the job and he does beat Kovalev 
and people still slag him off for it, then I think people need to go and take a bit of time to self-reflect because at the end of the day, this is a guy who's completely skipped the domestic scene. You know, this could be a massive disadvantage or it could just be that they believe he is that quality of a fighter that when he is in there with a guy like Kovalev, when he is stepping up to that level, that he will perform to the highest level. We have seen it with fighters in the past. Billy Joe Son is a perfect example of a guy who will perform absolutely shite but get the win against sort of lower level names but then when you throw him in there with the big names your Andy Lees your Lemus he puts on a masterclass and we love him for it and we think to ourselves yeah he could actually give Golovkin and Canelo problems and that's what we base our opinions off so I think Anthony Yard's going to go in there and I do think he's going to stop him between rounds 9 and 12 I think he can frustrate him I think they'll go in there with a good game plan you know Sunday Ajaye for, for all the stuff he says on social media uh, all the positive has got towards this fight and this camp uh, you know I think they've got the right mindset mentality wise to go in there and do a number on him so that's my pick I think Anthony Ad stops in between rounds 9 and 12 so we're going on opposing sides on this one which is good because you know we, we can have a little bit of a good dabble on this one because I do genuinely believe uh, you know Yard can do the job on him regardless of what people may say about my opinion on it I'm going Anthony Yards between round 9 and 12 mate uh, uh, you know that's that's brilliant. You've got to go against the grain. I mean, as I say, I want Yard to win this fight. You know, I will always support our British fighters, um, but there's just too many alarm bells. I just wonder when he does get caught with that right hand. I mean, I know you said, like, Yard will, will get back up. I don't think he will. I think he's going to be like, what the hell was that? You know, we see it with Cleverly. Okay, it's not the same Kovalev, but, you know, every all the fighters, when he was in this destructive mood, I just, he's, he's a killer. Like, he, he will hurt yard and I just I think if he does I don't think he's going to recover from it um, he's just I don't know I might be wrong at the end of the day I really hope you're right Sean I do hope that yard does it I just think there's too many things against them as in him and his team um, I just can't see it happening um, again I mean my predictions are dreadful so you know <laughs> you better off jumping on your side Sean um, so who knows eh? at the end of the day I just again it's just too many alarm bells as I say the the, the the way they train, I don't think it's been great. I think the opponents haven't been good. You know, okay, you know, he's beaten some half-decent fighters, but, you know, that's like, you know, if, if Man United are playing championship sides every week and they're giving them a pounding, when they step into to play Man City, Man City are going to wipe the floor with them. You know, that, that's just how I see it. You know, you need to be, there needs to be at least one, one significant fight where it hasn't all gone to plan. And even, you know, you mentioned Billy Joe, which you're absolutely right. But Billy Joe had those checks. He had, like, the Eubank fight, for instance, where he dominated the first half and then he had to cut... He let Eubank back in. And he had those little... You know, where he's able to just adapt and, and, and he hasn't had any of that. I mean, this could be the fight. You could be right. This could be the fight. I just think the jump is too big. And I think he'll make a good... I think he'll put a good account of himself in there, Yard, though. I, I think he might even... He might even put Kovlev down. But I think Kovlev will get back up. And I think that's what he will do. He done it against Alvarez. And Alvarez... He's a tough puncher, all right? He got rid of him in seven in the end. But the amount of times Kovalev got up, he knew things weren't going right. And I just, I just can't see him losing this fight, and especially with it being in Russia. It's just too many things. But look, end of the day, I am 100%. I hope Yard wins, and I hope Patunde Ajay. I think he, you know, I'd love it if he is back on social media saying, I told you so. And I hope he does. You know, I really do. But, you know, we'll have to find out. It's, good. it's an interesting one, and I'm looking forward to the fight. I am genuinely looking forward to the fight, and, you know, I could get absolutely ridiculed next week if Kovalev goes in there and does a number on him the way he did against Cleverly earlier on in his career. But I'm, I'm, I'm sticking my neck 
Blackout on the line for this one. I've just got this feeling that actually the quality will eventually shine through. The performances will all come to fruition and we'll get to see something special. And I'm going to stick with that. And yeah, great fight. I can't wait for it. I'm really looking forward to it. Really piss poor promotion. You know, I think that's really poor that we've not really seen a lot of it in the lead up to this fight. Yeah, they've done some stuff on obviously on, on some of the programs and the BT things. But in general, I'm just I just think they could have promoted it a little bit better. The the card itself is actually stacked with a lot of Russian prospects on there. You've got a lot of 13, 10, 11, 14 and 0 fighters on there. One particular name on there is Alungo Makabu, who we've seen against Tony Bellew a couple of years ago. And actually in his last fight, he had a fantastic, brilliant fight uh, against oh. Kurdashiov. Uh, well, <laughs> we've covered this a couple of months ago, but when that fight happened, brilliant, brilliant fight. So he looks like he's back on the rise in the cruiserweight division. So that'll be a good fight to check out. He's fighting uh, Alexi Papin, who's 11-0. So this will be a, a good one maybe to check out if you're interested in Makabu. And his last fight was, was quite good. So if you've not checked him out, go and check that out. And then another name that people may recognise was Andre Sorotkin, 16-1, who actually was beaten by John Ryder. And that was earlier, later on last year, 2018. John Ryder got a great win over Sorotkin, who was undefeated at the time. So he's also on the card as well but as I said earlier the rest of the card is actually filled with a lot of Russian prospects so if you are a Russian listener and you've, you know, you're going to know all these fighters that are on this particular card and I'm not going to sit here and name every single one of them because I think I'll do a really poor job of trying to pronounce the names but yeah go and check that card out it's going to be on this weekend really really looking forward to the main event I'm really excited to see whether or not Anthony Yard is everything that his trainer Tunde Ajayi is making him out to be so great fight coming up this weekend Johnson can Anthony Yard do the business well we're going to have to wait until Saturday night to find out whether he is the next level whether he is the lion in the camp we'll find out come Saturday check it out fight fans thanks for listening everyone knows my goals my dreams my aspirations as a become world champion it's a cliche saying but the time is now I haven't fought anyone the calibre of Kovalev but at the same time there's another human being standing in front of me it's not a massive job. Who is he? He's a man, two arms, two legs, a fighter, just like Anthony Yard. He's been a world champion a long time. They always say that there's always a hungry lion coming up. We're about to show you what this is about. You already know what Anthony Yard likes to do. KO. That's what's in my mind. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.